Welcome back, everyone. This is Eric Ellison with the Digital Education Podcast, and we're a little bit over a week into um, the conversation and the question that I'm asking of people who are engaged in teaching and learning in our schools. Um, and that question is, what's something that we need to stop doing so that we can do better things? Um, and it is, it's been inspired by John Eckert's blog, The Know and Innovation, but it's, it's also a conversation where we in education can layer, layer, add, 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 but we don't really ever thoughtfully take away. And so I'm with a great friend, a very long time friend. I've known him since he was a little kid, um, but he's a great teacher and a great educator, educator Kevin Vanderwall, who is sixth grade math and Bible teacher at my alma mater, Timothy Christian School. So Kevin, I'm just going to throw that question to you and see what you're thinking. Well, Eric, uh, first of all, it's great to be on with you as a long time as a long time friend. It's fun to be able to collaborate professionally as well. Uh, what when you asked me the question, the first thing that came to my mind was how often we as teachers talk too much and uh, we we see our we see our class period and we say that's our time and we become very rigid with our time. Uh, and we use our words a lot. Um, and what I learned in the, really as we went digital, is I started to watch myself teaching. And I started to realize, hey, I need to be more concise. I need to be more direct. And there's a lot of, oh, there's a lot of fluff in what I'm teaching. And I'm a, I'm a math and Bible teacher. And, and math generally is viewed as something that is pretty direct and pretty to the point. And so, I just started to think about how we can uh, maybe spend more time uh, being concise and consolidating our lessons so that students can spend more time le learning or practicing or problem solving, especially as in this education, we talk about differentiation a lot. Like, let's get to where we need to go and then get the students out there exploring or creating or solving problems. So, okay, let me ask a question, because this is great stuff, because you know me well enough, I love to talk, and I'm a talker, and I can get away, it can get away from me, you know, so what are some of the tips, or what are some of the things that you're working on that say, hey, how do I not only prepare myself, but how do I also catch myself to be clear, concise, and allow for more space for the student? One is you really got to understand your content. Uh, making sure that you understand uh, the learning objectives of what you want your students to, to know and be able to do. Uh, when you have a, a really deep understanding of your content, you're then able to uh, really focus in on the most important things. Um, and probably you should spend time in reflection saying, am I spending time on things that are, are not important? And I know as a teacher, um, life is very busy. And a lot of times, at, when you're at school, it's really hard to reflect at the end of the day. But the, as we've been home learning or e-learning, uh, you have a whole lot more time to reflect because a lot of times we just sit there in front of our screen and we watch what we're presenting and allows actually us to see ourselves in kind of a different light. So, so can I ask a question then? Because you, you said you kind of noticed this about yourself in, in the e-learning, in the remote learning setting. 
were you able to videotape yourself or were you able to, to just kind of watch and observe in some ways, this strange way when you're on zoom in particular, you get to observe yourself while you're in relationship and connection with other people. Like what were you noticing that then allowed you to trigger in your mind? I need to be quiet. I need to let, I need to turn it over to the people on the other side. Uh, well, one thing we would record the zoom conversations. And so when you'd go back, you could obviously go back and rewatch them and you would notice, ah, I'm, I'm monopolizing the conversation, which is okay as a teacher, but I need to, I do need to step back and let other people have a voice. And then there were other times where I would make what would be um, uh, instructions, uh, basically a video of myself offering different examples and problems. And when I would watch those, I'd go, man, that took five minutes. And it, I could have done that in two and a half. And so what I would end up doing is I ended up re-recording it so that it could be a concise package to present to students. Because I knew I teach sixth grade that those students aren't going to want to watch 20 minutes. I go, I might get 10 minutes, but I got to make sure that I, I capture the audience. Uh, and, and it's great because I, I still remember when I was student teaching. Um, at Willowbrook High School many, many years ago, we used to videotape ourselves with old VHS stuff. Like this tells you how old I am. And, and then we would have to go through and time how much we talked versus how much the students were engaged in conversation with each other or conversation overall. And, and for someone like me, that was a really good habit because I do, I love to talk and I get away from myself. And you know, so what are the questions I could ask? How could I design it better? How could I create the space to let the kids interact with each other? When you think about what you learned from the remote stuff, and then you think about heading back to the classroom, hopefully this fall, is, is there a trick or is there something that you're going to work on to, to, to kind of create that space for students to have more time? One thing, I, one thing I'm going to do is, I'm gonna videotape myself. One is because I think we're gonna to have to uh, for those students who may not be in the classroom, but also it allow me to revisit the most important things and make sure that I'm you know, kind of reflecting and evaluating myself. And in this case, it's by necessity and I'm kind of thankful for that. And that's something that um, remote learning has done. It's interesting, these lessons that we learned. Um... Kevin, the challenge to not talk too much is, is incredible because it creates the space for, for who knows what to happen. And I think sometimes when we do talk too much, and you mentioned this, it is about control rather than about the creativity of the learning process. So thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks for uh, inviting me on.